0: You're listening to Swinging Down Under, a podcast about the swinging, non-monogamous lifestyle from two crazy Australians with over four years of lifestyle antics to keep you entertained, informed, angry, happy and horny. Join our international swinging adventures. Hey guys and welcome to another episode of Swinging Down Under. This episode today is all about clicks in the lifestyle. Now this episode was pre-recorded because we actually did this live as part of our Patreon membership. So thank you again for everybody who actually had the opportunity to join us live. If you would like to join our Patreon membership, you can do that for $5 a month and our next live is actually going to include a little bit of fun. So we have the Game of Lifestyle card deck and we're going to be playing that live on our next episode. So do join us, head over to patreon.com forward slash swinging down under and you can check it out. Now what are we talking about clicks today? We are going to talk about whether or not they exist in the swinging lifestyle. We're going to talk about what responsibilities the host may or may not have. Also what the community may or may not have and how you out there can break down some of these barriers, whether they're perceived, whether they're real and try to then mingle a little bit better when you're at your next event. And that can be a house party, that can be a swingers club, it can be even a full resort takeover. So we're also going to share some of our stories with clicks over the past few years and how we've either managed to work around them or how maybe we've failed and we've walked away feeling a little bit shitty about ourselves. So that's what we've got coming up in today's episode. At the end of the episode, you'll also hear some audio from our Good Friends Bedhoppers podcast. So Mr. and Mrs. H weigh in on what they think about clicks in the swinging lifestyle. We also have some listener audio as well from Mark Sexy and TB Texas. So hang in there, check those out. But before we get into today's episode, I've got a few audio snippets. I've been harassing Daryl as always, as I do. And I've been asking him some would you rather questions at the breakfast table, whilst we're out having dinner, everywhere around Singapore. So I'm gonna play those first and then we're going to get into today's episode all about clicks in the swinging lifestyle. And as always, guys, we really appreciate all of your feedback your ratings and your emails so thank you so much for listening to swinging down under we really appreciate the hell out of you guys it makes us feel extraordinarily humbled when you download and listen to us ramble for one hour so cheers guys have a fantastic day babe i have a serious question for you yeah are you ready yeah you have to pick one Shit. Okay, so if you had to wear somebody else's used butt plug or somebody else's used condom, which one would you pick? Condom. You'd pick the used condom over the used butt plug? Yeah, I just did. That's so weird. Why is that weird? I would have thought, like, used butt plug every day of the week.
1: No, because one's much more likely to harbour disease than the other, and one is much more highly transmissible of said disease than the other. Condom is a much better way to go for safety's sake.
0: Interesting. Yeah. What way? that's all okay
1: i feel like this is some sort of weird fucking kate random question thing that's going to happen every night or something for 30 (laughs) days and then there's going to be some weird fucking podcast about it
0: are you making wait did you just suggest that we have weird podcasts because i don't know if i appreciate that
1: all of our podcasts are weird if you're involved they're weird
0: okay i'll tell it as a compliment as it was intended to be Correct. excellent Daryl, you can only have missionary position for the rest of your life, but it's either me on my back or you on your back. Which do you prefer?
1: Well, one of those isn't missionary positions, so come back to me with a real question.
0: I'm still missionary. No. What? No, I suppose not really.
1: It's literally got a different title.
0: Yeah, I just call them both missionary. But they're not. Well, fine. Would you rather I ride you or would you rather be a missionary? Better for you, motherfucker? Ride. Really? You lazy bitch.
1: No, it's just a better view.
0: How is it better? It's still the same body.
1: Because I can look down and see my penis going in and out of you. With nothing behind it, so it's a better view.
0: Okay, so if there was a sunset behind it, like that would be ideal.
1: Sunrise, I'm a bit more of a sunrise mm, guy, I think. Mm, I
0: see. But I'll
1: never get up early enough to ever witness one.
0: You you are an angry morning person.
1: No, but I see them from the night before, you
0: see. Good morning. Good, how you? Okay, question. You can only have anal sex for the rest of your life, or you can only have blowjobs for the rest of your life. Which one do you pick? Anal sex. Anal sex? Yeah. For the rest of your life? Yeah, I've never really been that big on bio jobs. Okay. And just like a like a lifetime supply of silver lube. lube? Well, some sort of lube. Nice. Anal lube?
1: Yeah, definitely lube for the anus. Okay, random questions, part two. Morning.
2: Morning.
0: Yeah, so we're going to talk about clicks in the lifestyle. We're going to talk about whether they exist or not. And in, in previous episodes, if you guys have listened to us before, you may have heard me say that I don't believe clicks exist and I'm going to expand on that a little bit today and then we're going to talk about some barriers that, that they create, what responsibilities hosts have and finally uh, we're going to talk about our personal journey and our experiences with clicks in the lifestyle. So let's kick it off. Dower, you've been on record a number of times saying that clicks do exist. Tell us a little bit about why you think they exist.
1: Well, the main reason really is just to argue with you. <laughs> no, that's not true. So the, it might be the, the the main reason is well I think it becomes obvious when you get into a large group situation, large party situation that people know each other, people have been around each other before, you know they've hung out, they've possibly been intimate with each other. So with that in mind, they they're just more relaxed with that group. So you end up with a a group that has had something in common previously, and and to me that defines a clique, some, a group of people who already know each other who already feel more comfortable with each other so that hence tend to gather together mm-hmm. everything in life as clicks
0: yeah and so this is why you know previously i've been on record saying that i don't think clicks exist you know clicks are bullshit clicks are just it's something that's just made up and perhaps it is just something that we use as a term when we're unsure or perhaps a little bit shy or being an introvert and unable to break into things but you are correct daryl in their essence it is a group of people that know each other. That's what a clique is. It's a group of people that have some knowledge of each other, perhaps have met each other before, have things in common. That's what defines a clique. My issue here is that inherently the word clique is used quite negatively. So clique in itself is actually just people who, they're your crew, they're your tribe, they're your people. You've met them before maybe, you've had a great relationship with them, or you've got things in common. Like that's what it is but it is used inherently negatively i think in a lifestyle and you know because and that's because when we say clicks we immediately think about like high school we think about people that are unkind they're acting you know negatively towards other people they want to label themselves a certain way and that's why i've always said clicks don't exist because i think that we use it as an inherently negative term and i have a big problem with that in its essence so well it is a negative term. So you think they exist, you think they are negative?
1: I didn't say they were negative, I said it's a negative term. It's a negative term. Yeah, I, I don't think, uh, clicks definitely exist, they're, they're absolutely there. I don't know, I don't believe that they're all that they're generally in any way negative because every time we've ever tried to walk into a click, we've been received with open arms.
0: Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. So when I've said before that they don't exist, I'm, I'm now going to change that a little bit in the fact that I think they do exist, but my issue has always not been with the existence of them or not. It's been with the negative connotation that comes with it because yep. that's my problem. I don't I think that you can walk up to them and easily break into them and that's why I've always said they don't exist because it just bothers me that way. So here I will say they do exist in terms of finding your Stop tribe, it. but have you not, backflipped? Not in the negative are you way. Now, are you now one of those people who's backflipping? Yeah, yeah, I am. Wow. But not not in the negative way that people kind of say, you know, they're, they're clicky or that event is clicky or don't even try to talk to those people because, you know.
1: I'm just impressed that you came to my side. I would have thought that you'd go to your grave. <laughs> <laughs> without actually agreeing with me,
0: my suicide note's going to be like, "Actually, I changed my mind." Uh, yeah, don't clicks. Exist. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: That's what I. And um, suicide note. Let's not do that.
0: Okay. All right. Fine. Yeah. So yeah. So that's that's one of the things that we wanted to kind of set the scene with today is the fact that you know for for many many years I've been definite definitely they don't exist. I'm here to say they do. You've been a clickhead. I have been a clickhead. <laughs> but they do exist because, look, we, we've got friends. I love that friends. little
1: slow chuckle that you had there. That was, um, Thank it you. Was, quite, it was quite cute.
0: I did that for you, babe.
1: No, you didn't. You did it as a natural response to a funny thing. Okay. You just don't like the fact that I said the funny thing. You clicked.
0: So here's here's my question, though. In terms of the barriers that clicks could create, do you think this has to do with being an introvert or an extrovert at a party, at a club, at an event? And seeing that and trying to find some sort of like strategy to, to be able to behave in those environments. Like, for example, introverts might look at a group of people that they perceive to be a clique because they're talking to each other and just shy away and go, oh, that's, that's really hard for me to break into. So I'm, I'm not going to do that. And do you think that extroverts in those cliques, then that might be a really thriving environment for them? Like, what's your opinion on that?
1: I don't know that it matters for either, if I'm honest. As a as an introvert, the ability to walk up to it, to me it doesn't change whether they're all talking to each other or not. Mm-hmm. And as an extrovert, I, I'm guessing as somebody who would who would wish to be centre of attention, walking up to a group of people and introducing yourself might be actually something that would be a good thing. No.
0: You're saying you don't really think it has any barriers at all?
1: No, I think the, th- there's barriers there, but it's got. I don't think it has anything to do with being an introvert or an extrovert. Okay. I think it has to do with the social programming that we all have not to open up a group of people who are already talking to each other.
0: Okay, let's pause for that social programming because Shane and Aaron just said we've all been wounded from high school. And so what you're about to talk yes. about... Yeah, so what you're about to talk about is social programming in the sense that your parents, when you're growing up, don't interrupt people. Is that what you're about to say in that regard well no
1: yeah i mean it's standard human human conversational etiquette that you don't especially somebody you don't know you would never interrupt somebody you don't know Mm -hmm. so that becomes part of this issue okay is that by walking into what you perceive as a click Mm -hmm. you immediately interrupt somebody yep okay or you have the perception that you will do that so I think that's the biggest issue. I don't think it matters whether you're an introvert or an extrovert. Okay. I think it matters that there's people with their backs to you and humans are programmed by, um, again, yeah, what, what happens in high school yep. or, or all the way through school. From that, what, uh, what they perceive will be the outcome. And the outcome from high school or, is very different to what the outcome should be from your average group of adults.
0: Oh, and that's exactly that was what I was going to break into a little bit. So Shane, Shane and Aaron are agreeing with you. They're saying that they they also find it to be quite rude if you break into, into a conversation, and and that's why later uh, I am going to mention some ways to kind of get around this because. There are you have ways. ways. I do. I babe. I have and all. And when of, have you used? I have these? all of the ways. I just don't. I'm actually, use them. just curious. Yeah, that's what I'm about
3: to I say. I don't use them because I don't really? want to.
0: Because no, because then I'd be so powerful in the universe. Oh, if right. I used okay. all of my ways, my wily ways, that you know, just it would be horrible.
1: I smell bullshit. You smell bullshit. Yeah, so you, early morning bullshit is the worst type of bullshit. I know. By the way,
0: eight AM bullshit the worst. So you're talking about social this programming. coffee
1: supplied is below
0: par. It is below par. Sorry, man. I don't want to do tell you the sweetest shit coffee. Okay. Well, I mean you could have
1: nipped down to the breakfast buffet to get us a decent coffee. The thought
0: had crossed my mind, but then I was like, he's not worth it, Kate. Move on. Um, what? <laughs> okay. One of the other things about barriers and clicks. So you're saying it's about social programming, it's about growing up and, and some of those not wanting to break in. But one of the other things, and, and I know Shane and Aaron just commented on this as well, is that you know, breaking into clicks and the fear of being rejected. And I think that's one of the things that we need to take into consideration here because there are you might not be worried about that. Because your experience has been quite positive.
1: In- no, I'm still worried about that. Everybody's worried about rejection. Doesn't matter who you are. You'd be quite literally Jesus walking into a group.
0: You know. Well, if you're walking into a group of satanists, then yeah, they're probably going to be like, exactly. No thanks, dude. Exactly. So you know, you, you just can't win. You can't sit with us. Fear of rejection is a natural reaction or a natural emotion that happens in the lifestyle, but it's also it just happens in life. It doesn't yeah. it's got nothing to do with the lifestyle? But it's also going to happen. What re- get rejected? Yes, I think. And, you well, know, hang
1: on. You just told me that you could take over the universe. You've never. Been, you could never be rejected. Well, I couldn't be, but the average human. So
0: me. Yeah, you. You, for example, many <laughs> times over, probably could be rejected. No,
1: so, I've never. I've. I've. I've never been rejected. Except all the time.
0: Except all the time. It is, it is a It is a fear. It's a, it's a very… Rational. Rational fear yeah. because, yes, I mean, walking into a group of people, and actually this has happened to me. This has happened to me in networking events. This has happened to me in general day-to-day life where you walk in and I will try to enter into this perceived click and…
1: Well, actually, it's more that you try to enter into the conversation and…
0: You have nothing to bring to the table.
1: Exactly. Or, or worst case scenario, we say something stupid. Or… The best one that I've ever seen is where you just walk in laughing when everybody else is laughing, and then they look at you like, why are you laughing? Exactly. Yeah.
0: So fear of rejection. So we
1: know how not to do this. We know how not to do it. Absolutely. So don't do what we not do.
0: So what barriers do they create? I mean, in a nutshell, they can create people not feeling good at your party, good at your event. They can make people walk away from your event feeling like they've wasted their time, that they're not gonna come back, they've had a really negative response. And they're probably gonna tell their friends about it as well. You know, other people in the lifestyle that, you know, or don't go to that party. And this is where the negativity of the clicks actually happens and this is where it snowballs down because then those people will maybe go out and create their own little thing and therefore creating their own little click to get away from another perceived click or because People aren't breaking down these barriers or the hosts aren't doing a good job or whatever. So I think that... Do you think the onus all sits with the hosts? So? Well, my next thing is what responsibilities does the host have?
1: So am I pushing this podcast forward?
0: You're pushing it forward, yeah, yeah.
1: That's that's unusual for me because normally I'm dragging it sideways into something that you don't want to talk about.
0: So no, I think there's there's a, t- there's a ton of barriers. Um, it, you can also end up, by having clicks of the, at an event or a... Um, club or whatever, you can make people feel like utter shit as well. And I don't think anybody really wants that. You don't really want to actively make somebody else feel bad about themselves. And so I think that's also a big problem and a big barrier that that you can have um, by having a click there. But what responsibilities do the hosts have, Daryl? And let's run through because I think there's different levels of this at a house party, at a club environment, at another event that's being hosted. I think there's different responsibility levels of the hosts.
1: Well, I think... I think the host has a responsibility to provide an environment that's as open as possible, so whatever that looks like and however they generate that, that that may, may mean games or toys or interactive things that get people together. Sounds like we're planning for a three-year-old's birthday party. Um, <laughs> but actually it's not entirely it's not dissimilar. Off, no. I mean, we've used Play-Doh uh-huh. and keys and locks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like this is all very – maybe we should start giving – we give our gift bags.
0: We give our gift. This is actually. This your, is actually this is... we're
1: preparing for a three-year-old's birthday party. No, not three-year-old because they're too young. They don't get gifts. It's quite terrifying, actually. That the, the why it's terrifying to me is because it's it hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. The same issues remain from when from that ten-year-old birthday party when there was a kid in the corner who wasn't willing to come over and have a conversation with the group that had formed around the Lego trucks. Yeah, true. You know.
0: Also, Aaron thinks that people would probably go crazy for a bouncy house at a swingers' lifestyle oh, absolutely. event. absolutely.
1: <laughs> I mean, oh, I would go nuts for a bouncy house. It's, you would go nuts. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You'd never get me out of the thing.
0: So so here's here's the thing about what responsibilities. You said, you know, creating an environment, right? And I think for a house party, there is more responsibility on a host at a house party to get that shit right Yep. than a larger event.
1: Or just throw a bouncy house in the corner or and let people house. sort it out by themselves. Let people fight it over. Yeah.
0: Because of the fact that it is more of a, a small environment. And so I think you know, you're, you've know you curated that list at a small environment in a really enclosed circumstance being your house. And so I think the host's responsibility there is greater than a club owner's responsibility to provide a welcoming environment without clicks. Yes, you, you agree uh, but with that. I don't
1: think yeah, but I don't think I do agree with that, but as we've just stated, clicks are unchanging from youth. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, it doesn't seem to matter to me what the host do Hosts or attendees do. There's always going to be the perception of
0: clicks. So you don't think this is something we can actually get rid of at all?
1: Well, I mean, let's okay, let's break it down to the smallest environment where there's six people in a room
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? and two of those couples start talking more than the other one. And and they they start to gather together a little closer than what the other one is. Mm-hmm. Immediately, the other one's going to think that that's a clique, and they know each other, and they've been you know they've been hanging out with each other before, and that sort of thing.
0: Well, here's the thing, though. That's where it just becomes down to the fact that as adults, and this is what we're talking about as being the difference. There is no difference, though. But as adults, adults we, are just big children. We should recognise that situation and go, oh, okay, they're just having a conversation and. Like, it. obviously, they're not, yes, but they're not unfortunately, intentionally being
1: me. Unfortunately, jealousy creeps in there as well because you're now talking about, well, why don't they like me? Which, again, is exactly the same emotion you feel when you're a 10-year-old kid at a party. Yep. You're like, why don't they like me? I'm going to go sit in the corner until somebody likes me.
0: Right, which doesn't actually doesn't work, cause then work because then nobody likes you then exactly. after that. Exactly.
1: So, so I'm, now that I'm talking about it and you know rationalising this out loud, I'm not sure there is a way that you can actually fix this. Because I am starting to believe more and more that clicks are in the not always, but certainly in the in the minds of the people that are outside of the cliques.
0: Yes. Well of course they are, because the people in the cliques are just like, Hey, this is fantastic, having a great time, met some amazing people. Oh look, those are the people that I've seen at Desire last year that were here on the same month, like, Hey guys, saw so you we're before. Done. Like, so how are you? So it's just
1: like suck it up and get on with not, suck not it up being, buttercup. Not being the outsider.
0: No, no, I think there are some things that we can do to Break, break it down a little bit. So for I, I'm going to go back to the club situation or an event host because it's different to the, the house party host. What responsibilities can they have? You know, you mentioned it before, Daryl, can they play some games? Can they do some icebreakers? You know, I would love to see more swingers clubs opening or more events opening one hour before. And it's actually something that I've been planning on doing for our next event here in Singapore is having that one hour before where people can turn up. That may be a little bit more introvert. That may be a little bit more shy. And that can be specifically like an icebreaker time. And I think if a club did that, you know, if clubs are going to open at, say, 9 p.m., I don't know what would be stopping them from opening at 8 p.m. and having that as more of an icebreaker. The cost of staff. The cost of staff, yes. But, I mean, you could pay an extra 10 bucks to come along to that or something like that where you could come along and there could be um, a more of a moderated, curated kind of mingle event just to help those, maybe those shy people, those introverts, or those new people almost actually form their their own little clique because technically if then the people come in at like, 8am, then or 8pm or 9pm or whatever it is, then technically those people that already met earlier are probably also forming their own little clique. But I think that would be really helpful for the general public.
1: I just don't know whether it would help or not because you're like you just said, you're just forming another clique. Mm-hmm. So now if you've got somebody who doesn't come to that event,
0: maybe they're feeling who's a little bit new. Yep.
1: now they feel left out as well.
0: Okay, so what's the what's the solution? Nothing. I, I don't
1: think I, th- I don't know that there is a solution. Give people some
0: pitchforks and help make them just fight it out.
1: Well, I mean, Pitchfork's pretty old school. Yeah, I know. I was going old school. Most people wouldn't know how to wield a Pitchfork, I wouldn't think.
0: So what responsibilities do the hosts have? I I think they do have responsibilities. I think they've got responsibilities to either curate the list for a house party or I think that the club and events have responsibilities to be good stewards and create those mingle events, create those opportunities for people to meet. I think absolutely they should be... Yes,
1: absolutely. But I still don't think that... I don't believe that will remove the clicks. Doing all these things is... Is one thing, but let's let's keep in mind now. If you're feeling jaded and feel like the, the whole room is a click mm-hmm. against you, effectively, mm-hmm. yep. Then even if you do these mingle events, those the people who believe that they are on the outside of probably that click won't come. Will sit in the corner,
0: yeah. Okay, so maybe that's maybe then those those things that I am talking about can be great for the community, but they're going to be more centered towards people who perhaps are shy and introverts, not people who are jaded and angry that cliques exist. I mean, because yeah. maybe you are right; maybe there is no helping those people. But what you can do is help the people that may accidentally fall into that category because they are unsure about how to go. They're feeling a little bit shy. Yes. Take New Orleans, for example. Right, three thousand six hundred people can you know moving into New Orleans. That's hard. You know, you yes. go there and you've got no no idea what you're doing, who to see, what's happening. And I personally, I mean, we, we've been on record a number of times that we turned up there the first time going, shit, what do we do? Like, How do we break into this group of 3,600 people mm-hmm. and walk away from this with um, actual relationships formed? And it is extraordinarily hard. And I think that's why I'm saying the responsibility of the host to have mingle events I think is paramount because I think with those, if they'd have created a mingle event on the first day on the first you know little area where you can go along yep. and maybe they have some you know some some moderators in there or some people that have been previously you know use the community and their strengths to say, hey, I'm somebody who's been the last three years, like, I'm going to come along and I'm going to actively walk around and pull those people out of the corner yep. and try to be a good steward for the community and for the lifestyle I think that would be super helpful and I would love to see that if people do, I'd go. I would go as a new person and then on my previous years I'd probably go as, as just being helpful to other people as well.
1: Your your next years, you mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah. What I say, previous years? Yeah,
1: which is not like you can't go Shit, as a new I've person. Shit, I've outed
0: my time machine yet again. God damn yeah. it. Okay, so we've spoken about the hosts. What about how we can, as a new and I, the people going to these events, just general people, how can we all work on that issue? What can we do? To make that event better well you can always go I mean the
1: the only the only thing you can really do to, to my mind is actually see people who may be sitting alone or the feeling seeing looking nervous or whatever and breaking out of the group that you're talking to and mm-hmm. walking over to them and saying hello and introducing yourself and then saying do you want to come over and meet some friends
0: right and so do you think that there is some responsibility on us other people do you think there's responsibility on that to actually do something about it or do you think to yourself like, if those people are sitting in the corner, that's their own problem. Like, where are you at with that? Depends on my mood. Dep- well, that's valid. I mean, I don't know why you give me the that mood look. I'm in right now,
1: I'd say, fuck them, they can stay in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, it, I think it does depend on whether you're – Because you can't always be, although you always are that person, you're always the person who's trying to bring people in. Hey, how are you? Oh, I'm Kate. And then what happens is then we spend the whole night wandering around talking to people on the outskirts, and some of which I might add are not actually interested in being part of the group.
0: Mm -hmm. I was going to say, you do make that assumption that they want to actually be part of the group, but maybe they don't. And then
1: there's other people who just want to sit back and watch and see what's going on. But you don't you don't understand that. Like for you, everybody has to be part of the group. So we spend all night wandering around talking to people who don't necessarily wish to be part of the group or part of the adventure or part of the play or part of anything. Yeah. So then we be end up being the ones sitting in the corner watching everybody else play. Well, because they've done everybody else has done has spent done this the time on the actually lake. getting to know each other. Yeah. Whereas what we've done is spent the time gathering up the sheep from the outskirts.
0: Yeah. And I will say that that that's one of the things that, you know, I think it's nice to go around and do that. But unfortunately it does, it impacts then our, our time at that event, you know? And so I think it's all very well and good to say, yes, we should try to help people, you know, as being good stewards of lifestyle, but,
1: I don't think it impacts your time. I think you really enjoy that. It only impacts my time because I get to the point where I'm like, fucking hell, babe, we are you? Because we want to be involved with people that, you know, maybe we should not actually... Not to work. I think yeah.
0: that's the issue. It feels it feels more like it's becoming work then, isn't it, as opposed to yes. we're actually here to have a good time.
1: Yes, absolutely. Well, the thing is, going back to the birthday party, that's what that, that's the parent's job to try and include get the kids included, right? It's mm-hmm. not... It's not the kid's job. And so
0: you're I, saying it is the host's responsibility? Um, yes. Maha.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't say it wasn't the host's responsibility. I just don't think that the hosts have an overarching capability to do that. Yeah. Responsibility, yes. Capability, not always the case.
0: Well, you can put everything out there and, and give the people the tools and techniques and everything, but if they choose not to do them, then there's, there's shit all exactly. that you can do about that, I mean, yeah. to be honest. Yes. So let's talk a little bit about some of the ways that I think that you, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you have felt like there's been clicks before, or you felt like you can't break into a circle, things that you can do. And then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the times when we have actually had been around clicks and we have had experiences with clicks and um, what happened during those circumstances. My first one is, is to go online and start making connections before the event or before the club or what before the big event, if you can, you know, it's actually find some like desire, for example, find some sort of online forum or where people are, located and then try to start making connections because again if we go back to our first visits to desire we didn't even know that that forum existed and so i think if we'd have known i probably would have been on that forum figuring out who's there at the same time starting to make those connections well ahead of time which would have actually helped us because we would have walked in going oh shit you know you guys are like tim and marie from indiana like
1: so you mean all of this stuff all of this stuff that you're talking about requires extra work hence the problem
0: Hence the problem for Daryl without coffee. But I think for the average person...
1: This is not about the average person. So this is about regular people yep. going to events and wanting to be able to turn up potentially without spending 45,000 days online on a fucking chat group Yeah, that most of the time people are saying things on there that boil my piss. <laughs> you know, like seriously, like it's, it's, it's not a... You're talking about things that... In some cases, may actually inadvertently form your own mental click. So you're now turning up to an event already formed an opinion on a group of people that you want to hang out with.
0: Yes, absolutely. Which is
1: actually now making a click of your own.
0: Yes, there are some. There are definitely some flaws and some negativities to what I'm about to say because you are right. By doing that, you're then perhaps you know single. You might have not spoken to anybody who's not in the forums like for us the first time. And you you've gone along and said okay I'm going to meet these people those people those people and then you've gone in with almost blinkers on then not wanting to meet Kate and Daryl from Australia because we didn't even know the fucking forums existed and so you're spending all your time with other people I get it there are there are there are flaws to this but if you are shy if you're introverted if you're worried about it I think it is the way to do it to go and do some prep work to actually go and go on those relationships I think if you're worried about it that's the way to do it if you don't care and you just want to turn so, up to an so, event
1: so let's just pull this back into. I'm going to drag the podcast forward a little bit again Mm -hmm. and say, so when we've done that.
0: Mm -hmm. Has it worked out for us? Yeah. Uh, No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not not ever has that worked out because you actually form this idyllic opinion view on the people Mm -hmm. that you've been chatting with to the point where when you arrive, you don't want to shatter that by getting something wrong.
0: No, I think that's not why it hasn't worked for us. I think it's just been more that there's been no, like it needs to be, It's almost like it needs to be curated and prep work done but a little bit loosey-goosey. And what I mean by that is like don't set up a date with that other couple on the first night with just that couple. Fuck that because they're probably going to flake on you like something might actually happen. So what I'm saying is instead – get a whole group of people and be like, hey guys, we're going to go down to the bar at 6pm before the big event starts at 8pm. If you all are there, come on down and say hello. Like I think there's an element of here like don't put all your eggs in the one basket as well because people be flaky.
1: I think it's more that people are worried about breaking the, um, the perception that they've made of themselves.
0: One of the other things, and this is actually, we'll talk about this in our personal journey, but it's actually getting people away from that group talking to them, forming a connection, and then going back to the group with them. That's a really good way. If you're worried about...
1: You mean like attacking them at the bar, just pouncing on them as they're they're getting their mimosa? hundred percent. They're getting a mimosa, you run over, I'll have a mimosa as well, and let's be best friends.
0: Well, they're... they're, So let's use the sheep analogy. They're now away from the, the pack, right? So the flock... They're away there from the flock. Go. Yes, they're away from the flock now, so they're vulnerable. They're weak. They're vulnerable
1: and weak. So as a as a predatory as a predatory lion.
0: As no, I'm a duck.
1: You're a duck. Yeah. You're a predatory I'm duck. A predatory duck. I'm a
0: predatory duck. I'm badass. ass. So I got like a gold chain and got bling on. But seriously though, in in all seriousness, like getting it going and getting them when they're getting a drink. Our thing at Desire was we caught them a, a couple when they were having their lunch break away from everybody else, and then later in the pool, we went and used that as an opportunity to be like, "Hello, that shit works." It's a great way. So if you haven't done that research up front and you're just in an event and you're wondering how you can do that and you don't, you know, like you're like Shane and Erin and you do find that being walking up to a group can be rude to just try and break into it, that's a perfect way to do that. Yeah, but that
1: takes a, that takes a lot of courage to do that. That's a big set of cojones. I remember when we were in Desire and that table that you're talking about, we sat there for 10 minutes first going, should we talk to them? Let's talk to them. Let's talk to them. What if – Let's talk to them. Do you want to? We should. Fear, should we fear ask? Projection. Should we ask whether we join? Should Should we ask whether we could join tables? Like yep. what what's going on here? Yep. Should we, let's Let's talk to them. And then ten minutes later, yep. I just said, "Can we just talk to them now?"
0: But you are right; it does take some some. It does take some balls, some labia, but at the end of the day... Some labia. God,
1: you know how many people you confuse.
0: Yes, it does take some courage, but I think these are the things that I'm only talking about if you want to change this cycle. If you go and you don't want to change the cycle, then don't. Sit in
1: the corner, drink your drinks and leave alone.
0: Exactly. Let me just also mention, since we're talking about sit in the corner, so one of the things that you need to do is strategically not put yourself in the fucking corner.
1: Yes. In fact, it's quite good to not sit down at all.
0: Okay. Tell us more about that.
1: So, yeah, sitting in the corner is a bad plan. gives you a good view – Actually, it depends on what the corner looks like, but that's a whole different topic. But sitting in the corner is not a good plan. Sitting sitting down in general actually could be perceived as a bad plan. I would say the best option would be to actually find a high table that you can stand at.
0: In the middle of the in the, middle of the in, no, not. nearest to the bar to be, is actually my
1: recommendation. It doesn't have to be the middle, but sort of, yeah, somewhere near the... <laughs> this is going to sound horrible, the bar or the toilet. So LAUGHTER <laughs>
0: You can get them when they're away. You see? So, so no,
1: just so you can see, you can also see the, the 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 lambs as they wander off. That's from what i from the flock slash. Pack slash. Pack uh, slash. So, yeah, that's that's the way that I would roll.
0: Yeah, those are some great recommendations and also high traffic areas, absolutely. I would also like to say I, I really appreciate the use of collective nouns there, Daryl. Thank you for that. Be strategic. Don't place yourself in a corner. And actually, we do have some audio we're going to share on the recorded version of this later, which is actually from bedhoppers who are known. sit down, First thing they do is sit down and then later they do complain about clicks and not being able to meet people. So they've done it. They do it all the time. They continue to do it, even though they say every single time it's bad. So we're going to hear from Bed Hoppers' podcast a little bit later with some audio with them talking about, yeah, don't don't do the, don't do what they do. Do not do not do what they don't do. All right. So next thing, it, this might be obvious, but be friendly.
1: What? I don't want to do that. That sounds horrible.
0: I'm serious. Like be friendly, because I think that
1: what if you what if you don't like people.
0: Again, I I go back to the fact that at the end of the day, if you don't want to change what's happening, then don't listen to any of this. But if you want to, then these are just some of the ways. Because if you come in and you're sitting, again, you're sitting in a corner or you're looking around and maybe you are feeling a little bit nervous. Maybe you are feeling a little bit envious of the group over there that seems to be having a great time. The first thing you're going to do is like get resting bitch face just generally. And then, again, people are going to want to come up and talk to you. Kind of what you were saying before, Daryl, was standing up around a table by being a little bit more open to inviting people in. You know, your body language is going to matter. If you're standing there with a resting pitch face, if you're standing there with shoulder, uh, your hand, you know arms crossed across the front of your body, people are not going to approach you like the Kate and Daryl are probably not going to come and say, like, hey, do you want to talk to our group? Because you look like you're just having a bad time.
1: You look like a psychopath.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Not a psychopath, but you just don't look like you're actually wanting to be, you know, approached by anybody.
1: Never stops you from approaching people. You'll still go over to people who are actively trying to distance distance themselves from the group and be like, hi, and they'll look at you coldly. With dead eyes.
0: Do you know what I do then in that circumstance?
1: Stay there for the next 45 minutes yeah. to try and convince them to come over. Tell
0: a bad dad joke and then laugh a little bit to myself and then make it awkward as fuck. Yeah, no, actually that's generally how you roll. Yeah. yeah. That works a treat. Guess what my last piece of advice is? What? It's exactly what you said before is to mingle, move around. Mm-hmm. You know, I think one of the ways... So what, you agree with me? Yeah. One of the things that... I'll, <laughs> I'll cut that out too. It's fine. i can edit that out. One of the things that you and I tend to do and... It's live, baby. We've got people. I've got witnesses. Yeah, I know. Uh, hello, everybody. By the way, we just had some more people dialed in, so thank you for that. So it is. It is something that we do, but sometimes I actually tr- actively try to get us not to do this, and that's we might split. You and I might like go and like we'll go to the bar and then go get some drinks, and then you know meet people and bring them back, or I might go and talk to somebody else, and we we tend to do that where we're actively both. You know? Yeah, but
1: you kind of have to be. I mean, that's a confidence thing as well. Not everybody's not everybody's okay to do that. And I'm let's let's be very honest. I'm pulling on a confidence blanket to be able to pull that off. Mm-hmm. That's not something that I'm comfortable
0: Is with at, at all. Is it a snuggie no, or that's a blanket? A, I want to see a confidence snuggie. That's what I would like to see. They don't exist. It, it might sound it might sound obvious, like the you know be approachable, be friendly. I'm sure it will. But move around, you know, because if you get stuck, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying. Unless,
1: of course, you get stuck with somebody you actually wish to be stuck with.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it goes back to what you were talking about before. You know, years and years ago, we were at an event, and there was this couple there, and they weren't having a very good time, and they were at the end of their tether with the lifestyle in general. And I remember we were talking to them for about an hour, and I think about half an hour in, I was like, okay, it's time to move around, because now it is impacting our our time, because... You know, you want to be helpful, but at the same time, you know, you don't want to get stuck. You don't want to get stuck with a group of people as well. So, you know, I think...
1: Well, no, you don't want to get stuck with a group of people that you don't wish to be stuck with. Right. Which is probably the main thing that was going on there. You will totally give up your evening for somebody else mm-hmm. to have a nice evening.
0: Yeah, right. Exactly. Which, because our, uh, our, our events and stuff are few and far between, that can actually be quite quite bad.
1: Super shit is actually the words that I would use.
0: So let's uh, let's talk about some of our experiences. Let's talk about our experience with clicks now because I really want to talk about some of the times when we've come up against them, what we've done and how they've impacted us and maybe what we've felt. And our first one, if you've listened to the podcast before, you've probably heard this, but I'm going to re- recycle back through this and that's our first trip to Desire in 2016. We mentioned it a few times before, but we walked in, we didn't know anyone, we hadn't been on the forums, didn't know they exist, didn't know they existed and then saw this group of people that looked like they were having a great time and they're one of those groups that go there every single year on the same week, every single year.
1: With the, the same group of with people. With the same group of people, yep. which, by
0: the way, is a little bit weird, but whatever. And we really wanted to talk to them but felt a little bit like, how do we do that? You know, how, They're all standing around, how do we do that? Like, Again, they had their backs to us and et cetera. So we just well, used, they didn't
1: have their backs to us. They were in a group talking to each other. They were in a group talking to, each, group other. Talking to each other, yeah. yeah see, but see that perception? That, that, that is the perception. F- that's what I'm saying yeah, there. No, know but, the, but there's a connotation that comes with people having their back to you, and mm-hmm. that is that the belief that, they don't wish to talk to you mm-hmm. but in fact as soon as we
0: walked over there what happened they they invited us they opened they their group
1: immediately opened the group t- took steps to uh, backward right. to allow us to be in as part of the yeah
0: group. and that's why in the past i've always said clicks don't exist because in my head i'm like they don't exist because as soon as you walk over there it opens up right that's been my experience but as you said before clicks do exist it's just a negative side of that that we that we put on it. So that was our experience in Desire in twenty sixteen was just one of actually positivity. You know, we walked in there going, We couldn't go in there, met some people uh, away when they were at lunch and then came back and had a great time with the group for the remaining days that we were at Desire, you mm-hmm. know. So if we'd have not done that, if we'd have not taken those steps, we would have walked away from desire going, Oh yeah, there's this really clicky group there, bastards, wouldn't wouldn't talk to anybody else but their own friends. Yeah. Who by the way, they've travelled hours and hours for, they've waited a year for, they've spent all this money for, and I don't know why I would, you know, who am I to go, oh, bastards, you know, those clicky bastards, they've just spent like five grand to come and hang out together, yep really, like who am I to tell them that they shouldn't be doing that, you know, that's another thing as well, so that was Desire 2016. Now, I also want to mention, and Daryl, you can take this one, oh. Sydney last year, Sydney in 2019, we yes. went to... Uh, we went back to Sydney, back to the club, and we hadn't been to the club in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we didn't know it. And also we hadn't been in a club environment in a long time, so we are a bit rusty, but we didn't know anyone. Yes. And I can tell you there, I really did feel on the outskirts i really didn't i didn't feel like we could break into any of the clicks and i know you walked away feeling the same way tell me about that
1: well no i don't think it was uh, again i don't think it was a click i just think it was the the realization that we didn't know anyone there well we knew very few people there so it makes it especially in an event like that it was a kickoff event for a new club so we we felt very distant And, and i think also as a factor to that we did feel distant because we hadn't lived in the country for 4 years at that point so i think that made that made things tougher as well because it's very difficult to to feel at home when it doesn't feel like home yeah whereas the the other club that we've been to so many times kind of has now a home like a you know what i mean like a homely feel we know where everything is we we, we knew who generally who the people are that are attending that sort of thing so if there was a click there again we were responsible for it because nobody it, there was nobody who ever didn't want to talk to us and the people we approached were happy to talk to us it was just that more that we felt uncomfortable we also felt uncomfortable because we were both carrying more weight than we would have liked to have because of you know the circumstances leading up to that event so I think there was a lot of things there that added up to us actually instilling our own click rather than and that's – I fully believe that even whilst we were at the club and we actually discussed that while we are at the club because what did we do?
0: So that's, that's what I was about to say. So one of the things that I remember was that we, we tried a few times to break into different things like we, went, we were actively, you know, playing, playing pool, saying to people like, hey, can we also play? Because I think that's another way to really break into that if you're feeling a bit unsure of yourself. But, yes, at the end of the night we went and sat on the couch – Yep. Because of the fact that it was hard, you know, we'd tried a couple of times, it hadn't really gotten anywhere. I know we spoke to like four or five different groups of people and it just wasn't feeling like we were making any connection. Absolutely. I think, at the
1: end. Uh, but I think important to note there as well, given it was a new event at a new, a brand new club, that was the opening night. Yeah. I think there were also people in that group as well that were there to support mm-hmm. the people who'd opened the club. Yeah. Who weren't necessarily lifestylers. Yeah, true, true enough. So I, th- I think you've certainly added a whole other level there because you're now effectively being seen as hitting on somebody who's not interested <laughs> in being hit on.
0: <laughs> That's true. And and the last one that I wanted to share as well is that that was uh, then we went to Mirror Desire in twenty eighteen. So it's another Desire uh, event and, you know, we've we've got hundreds of these actually that I could bring up, you know, not in New Orleans, at other events that we've been at, you know, different clubs, different events uh, all around the world. But Desire in 2018 as well, there were groups of people forming smaller groups because they had things in common and hanging out. And I remember feeling like, I I tried to go and talk to them on a number of occasions. I tried to go sit on the bed with them on a number of occasions and I just wasn't getting anywhere, you know, and it was hard when everybody else has started to hug up or, like, partner up and then you're feeling very very on the outside, you know. And I I remember even going and sitting on their bed that they were all snuggled up and hugged up on and just, like, chatting and there was no offer or opportunity to, like, open up. They didn't move from where they were. They all sat or all laid together still hugging and hadn't – tried to include me and i think well there's
1: occasions when you don't want to include other people which is
0: what i was going to say as well so my my personal feelings walking away from that was one of rejection right because i was like oh i've come over here i've really tried i think i spent an hour trying and then in the end i was like fuck it you know and yeah to your point like possible that they were just like you know what we don't want you here because we've found people that we're interested in we're not we don't want to open it up any further
1: we wish to go and have sex with these two people not necessarily six a 6 sum. Yeah, or, or a five. The emotions
0: behind that it was it was quite shit. You know, I felt terrible for the day. Yeah,
1: you sat there for a fucking hour yeah, being yeah. rejected. Of course you felt shit. Yeah. I mean, seriously, read the room. <laughs> You're fucking over there and they're like they don't change their posture and they don't open up the group. True. And they're quite obviously uh, involved with each other and do not wish for you to be there. Mm-hmm. So read to go find somebody who does wish for you to be there. Yeah. Yep, hundred percent. It's not a click. It's just a. It's a. It's a choice. Mm-hmm. They might think that you are fugly.
0: Okay, they I, could.
1: I doubt it, but that's, they might.
0: It's true. They might think I'm, I'm silly as well. So, so that's been our our examples. So Shane and Aaron said that their experience has been that when you meet another couple, they can be the ones that actually bring you into a group and make introductions for Absolutely. you to their friends. You know, and that's actually how groups are formed in their essence, because. You know, what's that Jerry Seinfeld thing? Like, you like ice cream? I like ice cream. Let's be best friends. You know, it's the same thing. So, I mean, it's going to happen. Like, if you go, hold on a second, you guys got, like to go out hiking on the weekend, but you also play board games, holy shit, I've got five other couple friends that I know that also like to do that. Like, come and meet them and hang out. And that's- well,
1: This is generally how these relationship groups form, and I'm not going to call them cliques, but, you know, it doesn't matter where you are in life, you find people typically that have similar similar views to you, you know, similar life views similar expectations and and also in a similar stage of life now that doesn't come down to age that just means that they're at a similar stage of life to you you mm-hmm. know they're potentially you know as an example potentially they have no children in the house now that may be, mean they're at the front end of the cycle
0: yep true or
1: they're at the back end of the cycle true yeah but you, you might be looking for somebody who can have a spontaneous let's catch up for drinks right now and in a lot of cases, you know people with kids aren't capable to do that. or so, with that in mind, you know that that's how things that's how these groups form, is that people find people who fit with their requirements to be friends.
0: And that's why I think we need to stop to kind of wrap this up. That's why I think we need to stop with the negativity surrounding clicks. I mean, we've just gone through this, we've spent time talking about this, that the fact that they exist, how to work around it, but at the end of the day, a click is just a group of people who have some shared experiences and some things in common. And I think we as a community need to stop stop with the negativity and and stop bitching, you know, being angry about it because like that example there before that I gave. But,
1: but you're talking about something that has an emotional response because you, you now feel rejected. You just had an emotional response I'm saying, yeah. to that, that people because you're like, fuck those guys, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. So th- that's and, – and that would have tainted your next interaction with them.
0: As opposed to just going, oh, they don't like me, like, that. that's cool, I'll go find – and I'll go hang out with somebody who does. No,
1: it doesn't even mean that they don't like you. It may just be that they were they were spent an hour trying to get rid of you because they were about to go off and shag for mm-hmm. the four of them. Yeah. You know, and, and they have no issue with you at all. It's just that the timing was off.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true but as well. But then
1: you set that as a effective pretext before you go in to talk to them the next time, which is – you saying, "Well, they're not interested in me," but that that may not be the case at all. They may be very interested in you, but they may have had other interests that, that were a higher priority than you at that time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true.
1: So I think unless you know, unless somebody obviously shows that they're uninterested, or they they obviously show that they're only interested in, and this is another thing to keep in mind, clicks are not clicks when somebody's made the decision that they're in a. Four way, uh, sorry, in a, a monogamous four way relationship, for example, mm-hmm. that's not a click. That's a decision. Yeah. If you really want to get down to it, you and I hanging out at a bar, we're our own click.
0: Yeah. So I think then what you're trying to say to wrap it up then is stop making assumptions. Stop making assumptions about the circumstances. Yeah, just, and just
1: yes. I mean, get involved if there's an obvious uh, disinterest mm-hmm. from the other the other parties, and it has to be obvious. Then walk away. Go find somebody else. I mean. One of the joys of of any event is there'll be somebody there that likes you, or somebody there that's interested in talking to you. And it doesn't. I'm not talking lifestyle events either. I'm just talking any event. Yeah. The idea that you can you can turn up and you'll find somebody that that actually is willing to talk to you. And they, again, they don't even have to like you, but willing to talk to you and involve you in a conversation. And it may be actually a conversation from two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yep. You know, a debate almost. Yep. But they, if they're willing to sit there and do that with you, then there's a we're not we're not looking for for like here. We're actually one of the things we're all looking for is respect. It's all about respect. And if you don't feel you're getting respect when you talk when you turn up to talk to somebody, then walk away.
0: I like it. So don't make assumptions. Put yourself out there if you want to make a change and, or not.
1: And if you don't and if you don't feel that it's a respectful situation, then leave.
0: Yep. Boom. Done. All right, everybody, so thank you so much for joining us on the live podcast today. We appreciate the hell out of you. So thank you, everyone, for for joining us. We really appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back again. With actually – our next one's going to be some game playing, actually, and uh, we're going to have a bit of fun with that. So join us again for next time. But otherwise, hope you guys have a great day, morning, evening, noon, wherever you are in the world. Thank you
4: so much.
1: Thank you. Have a lovely period.
4: Okay, bye. bye. All right, so we're asked to talk about clicks in the lifestyle and our thoughts on that for a podcast. Oh, the, my first impression of even hearing about clicks and the lifestyle is that I think a lot of it is pretty fictional and in, in people's minds. I think swingers tend to make assumptions about other people, maybe more than any other group I know of. And a lot of the assumptions sometimes are just wrong and maybe i don't know emotion plays into it or being i don't know i don't know what it, what it is but i i don't really think there are cliques i think there are groups of friends and sometimes people that don't even really know each other from the outside would look like a clique mm-hmm. to somebody else right. from the outside and i know like I can think of several examples of somebody feeling like they were left out and confiding in me. One, it was from a resort takeover a few years ago where a guy swam up to me because I had a tattooed arm and he said, I think people aren't talking to us because I have a tattoo or we're tattooed or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I watched them for like the next day and people weren't talking to them because they were off in the corner of the pool. Right. Not talking yeah. to anybody else.
2: I think a lot of it is more related to how introverted or extroverted you are. And if you're more introverted, you're less likely to put yourself into a large group situation in general. So that doesn't change because you're a swinger. It just doesn't. So I think that people will put that feeling on the people that they see in a large group that they're a clique and i'm outside of
4: it and you were saying something before about not wanting to get locked into somebody or only wanting to target a few people of a group and so you don't want to interact with the whole group
2: right like maybe the person on the outside looking at the the supposed clique is not interested in all the parties in the group yeah
4: so they only want to talk to two of them Right. Or somehow separate them and not join in with. Yeah. uh, I don't know. There's another situation. Last year, we were at a meet and greet where... A couple specifically changed the plans in, of their day to come out there and see us, and you know we wanted to meet them and everything. And we found out afterwards that they didn't want to interrupt us because we were talking doing, to
2: somebody we else. We were
4: talking to people. We like we, this was in a state that we don't even live in. So we were talking to people, and they said after that they thought that we were too busy or something. And we're just like, what? like you should have talked to us. That's yeah. why you, uh, you came there.
2: Yeah.
4: We you know we weren't paying attention. We were just like mixing.
2: Mixing it up. And we
4: we didn't know anybody either, so.
2: Right. I'm a little bit of a social social butterfly, so I think that I could probably be perceived as that, like, clicky or something, because I... I don't know, though. I you bounce so much, yeah. I bounce around a lot. I
4: go all over the place. But yeah, when we when we go to, like, a meet and greet and we know somebody's there, we're going to stick by them. Because <laughs> right. chances are we haven't seen them in a while. Obviously, if we know them, we were interested in them right. enough to choose them to get to know them. So
2: Yeah, I think it's hard to say that there would be cliques in the lifestyle because it's not anybody's, like... Primary source of socialization. So, <laughs> for I mean, some
4: people, it is. Yeah, but you, that's why you they call it the lifestyle. People all the
2: time, especially right now. You know.
4: Well, right now is a little different story, but yeah, nobody's clicking anything anymore. <laughs> except for their themselves, they're clicking their hand on it, <laughs> clicking their hand on a lotion Stop it. bottle. <laughs>
3: Hey, Kate and Darrell. Mr. Mark Sexy here from the U.S. Hey, about your uh, topic of clicks. While I'm sure some do exist, I think for the most part, we just think a group of people naturally is a click. And I've seen this when I've been to clubs and to an event in Atlanta. And it's where you approach a a group and you're just sort of, I'll call it, afraid to to, to break into it. And I think your, your brain naturally tells you that, oh, they're doing their own thing and they wouldn't want to include us in it. I think you just have to to learn to tell that part of your brain no. Yes, there'll be a little bit of awkwardness when you initially break into it. I mean, we we did take and break into a group there in Atlanta, and it was awkward at first, but the they opened the circle and we start being part of the conversation and it really was fun but you know it wasn't it wasn't a click i think it just was our perception that it was a click and i think we just need to take and realize that most of the time it's it's our fear response or that sort of thing that is preventing us from joining people and getting to know them and also you know having our brain answer for us you know they they wouldn't they don't, they don't look, look like they like people like us or whatever. And I mean, we do, we do this quite a bit, at least I do, where we take in and, and our brain answers for someone else instead of us asking the question for it. can be really simple that, that, you know, I, I ready to go to bed and I just started turning the TV off. And my wife's like, you know, why did you do that? And that's like, well, I just thought you'd want to go to bed too. So I started actually asking her, are you ready to, to have the TV turned off? Not making that judgment for her and I think this is the same thing that we need to need to take and and let that that group of people speak for themselves I mean they're welcome to say go away but I think in most cases and stuff they won't and I think well we just need to get over our our fear response of trying to talk to those people thanks a lot talk to you later let's talk about leaks baby let's talk
5: about you and me let's talk about sitting in the corner and not going out and then talking to people (laughs) Well, that, that worked about worked as well as I thought it was going to do. Right. <laughs> Brilliant. Now that we've got that over and done with, uh, we're here to talk about uh, not placing yourself sitting down in a corner or, or in just a corner.
6: Breaking into... Cl- I find it really hard to break into a social clique. Do you? I do. See, I feel like I'm not wanted there.
5: I think part of the struggle is actually we've been to clubs and events and we've gone in and more often than not, we, we kind of... we find a seat and sit mm. down and observe the world around us.
6: Yeah, we like some real estate to gather our thoughts, maybe. I think
5: you just like sitting your ass down, to be fair.
6: That too. I mean, part of this is just a logistical like thing if you're wearing high heels. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I've been wearing these for 20 minutes, let's go find a seat and have a drink.
5: There's also the the strategic ability to place your drink down on a table rather than yes. stand up and can you continue to We have it.
6: fallen foul to that one many a time. If you have a drink in your hand and you're standing up on the edge of a little circle of people, you will drink it three times as fast.
5: Yeah, that's because true. Because no to put it. Um, and, and three times out of ten figures are made up as well.
6: <laughs> like Sex Panther.
5: <laughs> yeah, it works 100% of the time. So we've gone to, to clubs and events and sat ourselves down in corners. And nine times out of ten, um, when we've done that, despite nobody actually putting us in a corner, <laughs> our ability to mingle has failed.
6: I think our intentions have always been good. Like, we're not intending to ostracize ourselves intentionally and be like that silo mentality. We just genuinely want to gather our thoughts together, have a little quick chat, scan the room together, maybe talk to each other and make ourselves feel like, okay, we're here, we're doing this. But then to our detriment sometimes, because we just stay there. Well, I. <laughs>
5: I think we we do have a little bit of a, a of a leftover mentality, or at least I think you do. Jacques, Mrs. H, too super. All right, but this is because I think your pulling tactic as a, a mm. younger lady, mm. which wasn't that long ago, um, is to ah. is to bear necessity and expect people to come to you. So I don't think you necessarily approach very many people, and I, with my mm. limited abilities, skills, and and You've, You've know, got some
6: pretty like, sweet skateboarding skills.
5: I, I really don't. And they left me a long time ago. I, you know, I'm a lot more nervous or used to be a lot more nervous about approaching people and chatting to them. So it's very comfortable for me to sit sit down and hide mm. myself away. And I think we, we do that as a natural piece. Plus, I also think that we love our own company. But what we found to be much more effective is actually to get off our asses and go and mingle and chat to people.
6: I think the benefit of doing that is 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 obvious because you get to actually meet people and you can't just assume that people are going to come and find you because that's incredibly be arrogant and i am arrogant i know i am sometimes
5: so if you see a group of people sort of hanging around together a clique the mm-hmm. dreaded clique um we we have once we've been up on our feet mm. actually gone and spoken to people and and wormed our way in
6: introduced ourselves introduced ourselves integrated into, into a, a social into a circle thing. yeah and um
5: <laughs> You know, we've, in fact, we've played games and stuff and got people to sort of, mm. you know, sort of asked ask people questions and we've kind of got interactive that way rather than just barging in necessarily, although that, you know, you can try that. Yeah. Um, but if you're sat down and you're talking to each other, the chances are people, unless they're feeling brave as well, they're probably going to stick with their own people. So a clique is just a group of people that mm.
6: know well, each or other. Or unless they genuinely want to sit down because, you know, we want to take the weight off our own feet and...
5: That's true. But, you know, you, you're much more interactive, you're much mm. more likely to uh, make connections if you go and put yourself in someone else's presence. Not yeah. like I felt your presence Darth Vader style.
6: <laughs> so what you're saying is I shouldn't be Snooty McSnooterson and I should go and be a social butterfly.
5: Yeah, I think, you know, that, that does help. And the more you go out and do that, the, mm. the better you get at yeah, it. I agree. And the more chance there are of you or there is of you actually connecting with somebody. When you look under the rocks and plants and take a glance at the... So this is why the uh, Mrs. H strategy of waiting for somebody to come to you is much more effective because the ability to think of a conversation is is rapidly diminished. I
6: just don't know how to adult. Would you woo a woman?
5: No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to woo a woman because I wouldn't be able to get near her. Through How would you woo a lady? Genuine fear and worry, and oh, yeah. you
6: shouldn't be scared of that. You're gorgeous.
5: Thank you. That's you know. I'm going to keep this. It's going to be my ringtone <laughs> now. We're very comfortable in sitting down in a corner or on a sofa, away from all the action, and just observing the world go round. And the problem with that is, is that every fucker else makes a connection <laughs> during this period. Um, we can also actually. We can talk ourselves out of everything while Mm -hmm. we're doing that. So we're looking around and we end up commentating on what we see rather than being part and interacting with everybody. (laughs) So our more successful evenings have been where we've actually got up our asses or Mm. not even had a table at all. And we've mingled and chatted to people. And quite often we've we've used a a little bit, I'm ashamed to say, a bit of a gimmick to talk to people. Sometimes that's a game. So Mm -hmm. I remember one time we went to a social event and we were asking people to pick songs off the jukebox. That was great. That was a really good way. Part because the music
6: was shit Yes, and we got to choose some good songs, but but also because, yes, you're right, it did get people to kind of come back to you and integrate with you.
5: Yep. We've also wandered around an event with the Game of Lifestyle in our hand uh, Mm -hmm. and used it as a way of joining other groups and chatting about this interesting thing that we've got because our personalities aren't interesting enough. So, (laughs) you know, it's a a clique can be quite scary when you walk into a place and Mm. there's a group of people, but more often than not, they're just a group of people that know each other. And there's no rules about not being able to approach them and say hello or make yourself uh, known to that group. And quite quite often when we've done that and Mm. been brave enough and put that first big step forward and say, hey, guys, would you mind if we joined you? Nine times out of 10, people have been very accepting and welcoming.
6: Well, sometimes they're not even a group that know each other. (laughs) Sometimes they're just people who've been... Braver than we have, and they've just literally got there and decided to be social through those pre
5: grouping bastards. I
6: know <laughs> we should learn from them. <laughs> so,
5: we definitely suggest um, if you're going to an event that you get up on your feet, that you mingle, that you try and make the will have
6: so much more fun. I think if you just, yeah. Just talk to people. Otherwise, what's the point of being
5: there? (laughs) Yeah. And and sometimes that means that you've got to be brave and, you know, take that first step. But actually, once you've done that, and if you get welcomed into the group, and hopefully you will, um, you'll feel so much better because instantly you've got a bunch of new, hopefully, friends.
6: Mm. Sometimes it's easier as well if you go to a bar, like actually go up to the bar and just start chatting to the person next to you at the bar. If you're a bit nervous about approaching a circle of people, maybe just try a different way and just casually make conversation with the person next to you and then sometimes you end up going back to their group because you've just kind of met them and chatted to them
5: that's true but don't chat to the person next to you if they're your other half (laughs) When you can i mean that's fine but that tactic won't work in that situation
2: because then you'll be like
5: hey do you want to come back to my table and you'll be like yeah that's great um but that's the table we've just come up from to get our drink good
6: a seat i'm lazy as fuck i'll sit down (laughs) there we go
5: our top tips thank you
0: if you're looking for more ways to interact with Swinging Down Under, you can catch us on Twitter at Swing Down Under. You can also catch us on Instagram, Swinging Down Under or head over to our website, swingingdownunder.com. We would absolutely love to hear from you, so if you would like to send us an email, jump online, do it at cnd at swingingdownunder.com. If you've got podcast topics, questions, you want to talk about your journey, you can also support the podcast through our website by clicking through on any of the affiliate links or alternatively to jumping over to patreon.com forward slash swingingdownunder and sponsoring the podcast. If you can't do any of those things, but just want to make a feel-good day, leave us a five-star review. Cheers, everyone, and thank you again for supporting Swinging Down Under podcast.